Welcome to Beyond Trauma, a podcast from therapists for clients about the healing journey. We hope this will be a resource of encouragement, comfort, insight, and understanding for you along this courageous process. Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond Trauma podcast. Bridger and I are here today to talk more about RUAC. Yes. So the last several episodes, we've been discussing what is it like to recognize, understand, attune, and co-regulate mm-hmm. in relationship with another person as well as yourself, and um, how we experience this and what it does for us. So today's episode is specifically focused in on attunement, so the A in the acronym. Yes. But before we get into that, we'll just kind of give a little review um, of what RU stands for right. if you haven't listened to the other episodes. Which you should, because there's so much to be said about both uh, recognize and understand. And we, you know, this acronym we've developed just as a kind of memory device for us to have in uh, kind of our minds when we're going through a situation where, uh, at least for me, it, it makes sense to use it in a situation where something happened, like an argument went one way, just as one example, mm-hmm. that we're like, what happened? How did we even get here? That's where RUAC, um, in my experience, can be so helpful, but it can also be used even in um, just a processing through an event of uh, like excitement or a good thing or uh, something that's kind of confusing. Like why did, uh, I think we've used the comment of, why did the barista give me a weird look yeah. when I ordered <laughs> right. the we cup of coffee? Um, maybe they were you know, reacting to something in them. Maybe they were reacting to something in the environment. We don't really know. But RUAC can be helpful in sort of taking apart an interaction or an encounter uh, in order to understand more and then respond differently mm-hmm. in the future. So just by brief summary, recognize is looking specifically at this stream of information that our body is just constantly detecting, picking up on, but might not be necessarily giving way into our conscious experience mm-hmm. of the world. So it's stuff that's kind of going on below the surface. Like if right now, uh, as you're listening to this podcast, you um, just listen into what else your body is picking up on. So like right now I just heard a truck drive by. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a little hungry and it's a little warm in here. Um, also I have kind of like a pain in my neck and I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner. Like all of those things are kind of going on underneath the surface, but I'm not constantly reflecting on them as right. I'm thinking about right. what I'm going to say here in a second. So recognize is the process of tuning into what is going on beneath the surface and maybe right before something happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if I have a reaction to something, that doesn't mean that it was just something in the moment that hit me that then caused a reaction. Usually there's a uh, sort of long line of stimulus detection and processing going on beneath the surface that preceded the -hmm. behavior or the activation as it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And that we, you know, of course, went in depth on how do you begin to recognize that? What are the indicators that we might experience within our own systems that let us know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let our bodies kind of speak to the situation. Um, on last week's episode or the last episode that came out, we're looking more then at how do we understand why mm. are our systems responding in that way? Yeah. And having a posture of curiosity and a desire to know more. Um, and, and exploring how the past affects and really creates our present reactions. 
And so when we look then with curiosity at those past experiences, we can respond differently or have a different way of processing and making sense of those present situations. Yeah. Um, so that all takes us into the next, which is attuning. Yeah. So once we can recognize, and, and again, the theme being self and other. So how do we utilize this process for ourselves, but also for another person that we're engaging with? Once we're able to recognize, hold a posture of curiosity and seeking more understanding and trying to um, explore where this comes from, then we want to offer attunement. Mm-hmm. Regina, talk about how you think of attunement. Yeah. So to me, we I love that we have opportunities to talk about our experience through these four different letters mm-hmm. because often, at least in my experience, we just lump them all together mm. as like, well, they said this and then I reacted this way and then they reacted this way. And then we're back in the same argument that we always get into or whatever yeah. it is. When we break it down by RUAC, we can see that the way that we respond to an event actually comes, uh, by this acronym, like third, mm-hmm. not first yeah. when so often in our experience, that's the thing that we reflect on is how someone responded. Yeah. Well, really it's actually, uh, based on the way their body was uh, encountering the environment that you were in like before you even maybe got into the same room with each other. And then every experience of a similar enough environment from the past Mm -hmm. comes into shaping the behavior that you saw, Mm -hmm. the person that you saw. And so when we talk about attunement in that way, we see the need to incorporate all of that information into the way that we're responding to somebody or even to ourselves. Uh, you know, self attunement is, you know, actually like, and if I think about, um, a situation, uh, from my own experience of where I did self attune, it's, um, uh, I'm at the university where I teach and I'm getting ready to start a lecture. I'm actually, it's like three o'clock when the class is supposed to start. And I have this moment that I've thankfully remembered to incorporate each time, which is, do I have water in this room? Because I'm going to need it. And if I don't have it, that's going to be a bad deal because then my throat gets really dry and I just, I strain my voice and then I lose it by the end of the third hour. Mm -hmm. And so I have this process of checking in, like recognizing that I will get thirsty here and I need to go make time. So even though that I'm having some anxiety, that understanding of, well, class is supposed to start right now. I have a lot to get to. Plus everybody's already seated. And what if I, as the professor now leave the room (laughs) to go get water? Like what's that going to do? Um, but I know that if I don't have it based on what I've done and the recognize and understand, I can say that, well, to, to attune to myself right now would be to take time to go get some water and I'm a human and they are humans as well, my Mm -hmm. students. So they're going to understand that I need water to do what I'm getting ready to do. And so I did. I said, I'm going to go take uh, just a minute to get some water and then we'll get started here in just a couple yeah. minutes. And that avoided all of this to me, this process of getting anxious and straining my voice and all, all of those things. So in that you're, you're taking the information from recognize and understand mm-hmm. and offering of response to that information yeah, in the to way myself. that it's showing up. Yes. Yeah. So that response being, hey. I recognize the need and I understand where that comes from and why that, you know, why that's in place and why that's going to be necessary. And I can show up and show up for myself in that moment. Why? And I'm just going to ask you, I love having like the difference between three people and two people because in the two person podcast, I can just ask you a question, (laughs) (laughs) but like, why do you think that's important? Self-attunement. Oh, self-attunement. Yeah. 
it's like everything. I know. <laughs> I just feel like it's so it's, it's an important yeah. question because so often we just don't really yeah. recognize the value of attuning to yourself yeah. and what you actually are experiencing, what that experience then means when you look at it through your past right. and how that's shaping right. your present behavior. Well, and I think it it feels like such a foreign concept to many because if we didn't grow up with someone modeling that for us of attuning to our needs or even showing what it's like to attune to their own, yeah. then it, it does, it feels like, well, is that a selfish behavior or, you mm-hmm. know, is that, or not even a thought that crosses my mind to do that. But when we're able to do that, recognize and understand, and then step into a place of attuning for ourselves, we're able to care you know, take care of ourselves in those spaces that's going to prevent possibly not always, but prevent or reduce the possibility of that feeling of being unsafe or that activation or that um, big responses, you know, then thereafter it's going to like in your situation, it prevented a bigger circumstance of anxiety or, you know, concern or stress. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of this um, proactive way of preventing those situations of saying, if I, if I pause in the moment and am able to attune to myself, mm-hmm. which relationally it plays out the exact same. Yeah, it actually, it absolutely does. And for me, I just have a ton of ex- like examples coming to my head. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll run with a little bit, but, um, Olivia, my partner who I've talked about on this podcast before she, I was just thinking, uh, did this herself just uh, the other day. Um, we both have very busy schedules during the day and so we don't get to talk very much. Mm-hmm. And so when we come home to each other, it's like this, like both like excitement and also like, let me tell you about the day. And uh-huh. I also was thinking about like eight different plans that I need to like yeah. talk to you about and Gotta get your input on. on yeah. Cause like, I just don't know, like, what are you thinking about tomorrow? Like what's tomorrow going to be? And mm-hmm. then Saturday we got to do this other thing. And sometimes, uh, <laughs> Olivia will look at me and say like, I'm still like decompressing. And so your energy, like, I love it. That's a lot right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I can't, I don't want to snap at you or, or to like for me to show up frustrated because um, I want to engage with you on all the things that you're wondering about. Can we take like 10 minutes to just like come into the space and mm. then jump into all of the things? Cause I'm just not that way yeah. right now. That's such a beautiful example to me of um, she, she told me that she valued what I was going to say and all the things I wanted to share with her, but then also took time to recognize that she was having a reaction to my energy and, and desire to talk through all these things that she just wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. So she recognized all of that, then reflected on, uh, you know, why it might be that she was having the reactions that understand peace mm-hmm. and then moved into self attunement and then into co-regulation, which we'll yeah. talk about uh, as well. But she moved into self attunement before she, uh, offered attunement to me. Yeah. And if she had skipped that piece of attuning to her own needs mm-hmm. and her own reactions and, you know, feelings coming up and just went into trying to attune to yours, yeah. she would have been ill-equipped to do that well. Yes. Right? Like we have to feel settled in ourselves to be able to really move into a space of attuning well to another person yes. and what their needs are. And so that playing out really beautifully where instead if she had just tried to attune to her, there would be this built up tension for her mm-hmm. of like, I'm feeling unsettled. I feel activated. I feel exhausted and I'm still trying to provide and give, right. you know, to my partner in this. And that usually will lead to a place of rupture of some sort. Yeah. And all the while, you know, let's say that process didn't happen where she kind of slowed me down and kind of said, I just need this right now and then we can come right back to it. But if she would have just tried to stay present with me 
and like white knuckle through her activation, yeah, I would have, have picked it. up on that. And oh then my maybe gosh. made sense of it as a reaction to something you were telling right. her Right, like, oh, I'm too much. I'm like, maybe she doesn't care about my day mm-hmm. or about what I want to. Maybe I just shouldn't be as vocal. Or maybe she doesn't want to do that one thing on Saturday night that you happen right. to mention. Which I thought when, like we were on the same page on. So right. now I'm like really confused <laughs> yes. and I feel like we're on a different page yeah. now. Yeah. So that attuning to self... I mean, we talk about it like it's so easy and what you're describing Olivia did is like truly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, so hard to like, do. Yeah, I'll do that. In fact, I, yeah. there's many times I'm like, man, that's really nice. I should have done that. <laughs> but realistically, if we can do that, it's going mm-hmm. to set us up for a greater success. And so it's okay mm-hmm. to still like reflect on that and try to practice that. Maybe not even in a relationship dynamic, but just in like your classroom example yeah. of how do I just pause for a moment and check in and what am I experiencing and where does that come from and how do I understand that? And then how do I step into a tune to it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I love that highlighting the kind of parallel process of self-attunement others attunement Mm -hmm. and we've done that with each of the acronyms and we'll continue to do so because to leave one out is to uh kind of tie an arm behind our back you know if we don't attune to self that's going to deplete our resources um, from which we're hoping to be able to respond to the other Mm -hmm. and if you really if you just look at each interaction through that lens of did i check in with myself and the other then you can start to explain to yourself, oh, dang, that's where the mismatch was. Yeah. I was completely unprepared in my energy to engage in that conversation, even though I care so much about all the things that mm-hmm. that person was going to want to share with me. But I missed it. Yeah. Because I was just trying to shove my needs down, not recognize it, yep. not have this understanding posture towards myself. And therefore, I was out of attunement and the whole thing just went. Yeah into this we now have an argument and we're not talking to each other right now for for like 20 minutes because we're mad yeah feelings are hurt and so as we're highlighting the importance of attuning to self let's explore now the importance of attuning to another yeah so why like what does that then offer a relationship or offer an interaction of some sort if we are able to show up and attune to them. Yes. And I, um, somebody that has influenced all of our work and both of our minds very much, Dan Siegel, Mm -hmm. um, which if you're just paying attention now to (laughs) that name, um, go, there's tons of YouTube videos. There's tons of books, tons of articles, tons of resources out there, trainings and everything for you to, uh, engage in the relational neurosciences of interpersonal neurobiology, Mm -hmm. which is his field. Um, that uh, he provides an excellent just kind of four another four letters so we're not <laughs> we're not yeah, gonna get bogged accidents. down super super deep into this but he 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 offers four s's mm-hmm. of what he calls the four s's of secure attachment yeah. and the first two in my opinion are very central to the two concepts that we're talking about in uh, or the three now of safe or of um, recognize understand and attune in the process of attuning to self, but then also seeking to attune to the other mm-hmm. and, and provide recognition, understanding, and attunement to the other. And that is the words safe and seen. Mm-hmm. So in the process of, you know, noticing someone else's activation, also my own, you know, R and R, we're both doing that. I'm doing that for you. You're doing that for me. And we're doing it for ourselves Another. and each other. We're now moving into understanding of, you know, what is this really about? And then using that information 
to the best of our ability to help the other person feel safe Mm -hmm. and seen. And so what do those words really mean? How do I help somebody feel safe? Well, the idea of context, uh, which is like what is actually happening in our environment right now, to me is so central to helping us feel safe. Because if we don't know what's going on, we don't know how to respond. No way. That's just the basics of it. So if, if, for instance, like in using that example from Olivia, she gave verbally context to me of what was happening for herself internally and what then she would like to unfold mm-hmm. in, in the coming moments. So she noticed, she recognized and moved into that understanding. And the way she offered attunement to me was through this, you know, I've, I've had a long day and I'm kind of feeling pretty tired and mentally exhausted and I value what you're wanting to share with me, but the way in which, you know, the energy that you have, I'm not at that level right now because I'm down here. And so what I need is just some time for us to level out and then we can come back Mm -hmm. to that place of helping you to feel seen in that. So the safe part was that she gave context to her state helping me not to misassociate what her activation was really about and then uh, gave context to what she needed Mm -hmm. and the plan to come back and reconnect. And then from there, that's when I was able to move in this place of feeling seen and connected and honestly very cared for in that she was able to recognize what she was feeling and what I was desiring in the connection uh, and then kind of send an invitation for future connection mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much of, you know, what Olivia did in, in verbalizing all of that, a lot of that can happen without words as well. Like attunement oh, yeah. is so often of just how are we showing up to communicate in some form or fashion that the other person is being seen and is safe and is yeah. being seen and and it can be eye contact, it can mm. be posture, it can be matching their energy, whether that's low or that's higher. Um, it can be head nods, it can be, you know, hums or, you know, sounds that yeah. are making. In fact, we do that with each other in the podcast all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all those noises, mm. right. Yeah. It's all of those things that's communicating to their body, hey, this person is safe for you. It's not a threat and and they're seeing you. They're, mm-hmm. they're showing up for you and with you in what you're there with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's another example that actually just happened with your husband <laughs> out, okay. in the, out in the, the training space. So we were having some trouble with recording equipment before we turned this podcast on. And, um, it came down to an issue that Ryan and I have talked for hours about, mm. which is how to make this process work for our recording space. And it failed. And so I was like super despairing. And I was talking with um, Jen and then our producer, Jamie, about um, like, I'm so frustrated at this and I can't understand it. And Jen, you pointed out you were using your understanding of me to, to help kind of the, the space here and talking to Jamie about why I might be so upset about this. Yeah. It's because for me, the worst problem is one that I can't understand. Mm-hmm. There's no logic to it. If there's no logic, if I've checked every point Mm -hmm. of potential breakdown and it checks out, it looks good and it still doesn't work. That like is, like I said, it feels like the world's ending. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's no hope. I can't, I I, I can't do it. Yeah. And so I went out, I thought Ryan would be out there and I went out and I was like, I need some validation right now. And he was like, "Mm, what's up? And I was like, the cord failed. 
<laughs> and because he knew what I was talking about, he was just like, no, <laughs> are you serious? Like, and in that, I'm just going to tell the story and then we can dissect it later. So, uh, and I was just like, yeah. And I just don't understand. Like I've checked every point of connection. I can't figure out why it's not working. And he was just like, so is it from, is, is the cable working? And I was like, yeah, the thing's charging. And he's just like, I remember we replaced the adapter from the cable to the computer because we have Macs, we have to use this like USB-C converter. And he said, I changed that out, but I tried to make sure that it worked. So maybe use the one that it was using before. And maybe that's the problem. <laughs> and sure enough, that was it. <laughs> I brought it back. We plugged it in and it worked. <laughs> and my brain was just so just, There's I was hope in immediately, the world again. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie, as I was like, describing <laughs> even just like looking at her to show the face of um it, it worked like I didn't even say it I just like looked at her and smiled and she's like oh your face is so happy now I love how happy your face is and that was to me like my body was just filled with that like I get it and it's working and we can now move forward there's hope again in the world but that whole process to me is is just a great representation yeah. of RUA and then C, Ryan and I moving into that place of co-regulation and excitement. And I didn't get to go out there and celebrate with him, but I'm so you looking will, forward. Right after I will. This. Yes. <laughs> yes. I cannot wait. Um, but that process, and I'm sorry, I can't even remember why I told that story. To demonstrate. Yeah attunement that doesn't necessarily have to be like verbally. I oh, mean, that's yeah. at least what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was like in my body posture of leaving this room, I had to go to the bathroom and I was just like filled with dread. Mm -hmm. Just like this problem, this means that we're going to have to buy like a new thing and that's money that, you know, we could be using for something else. And how, like, are we going to find a solution that's going to work? Like my mind was literally just going through all yeah. of these ways to try to remedy this and I went to the bathroom and then I went out to see, you know, I saw Ryan was out there and I was like, I might as well just go mm -hmm. try to connect. And I walked up and he was working on something, but he looked up at me and saw my activation and immediately his face kind of like, mm. yeah, like, what's up? Like he matched you. Oh yeah. He immediately saw like, Instead of like, Hey man, at. what's up? He was like, Oh dude. Right. Yeah. Or just like, Hey, I'm working on this. Can you not, right. you know, he wasn't dismissing. He wasn't overly inviting. He looked up to see me and saw, Oh. What's up? Mm -hmm. And from there, that invited me to actually share what I was going to. You know, if he would have shown up in either of those ways, I would have had a different response. Yeah. But because his nonverbals were, he immediately matched where I was at. Mm -hmm. And I was able to say, what's up? I was like, I just need some validation right now. And from there, we were able to now move into a place of he met me, helped me feel safe and seen. He joined me <laughs> in that place and then said, oh, let's like basically saying, Let's try together. Let's yeah. co-regulate to find uh, a new um, potential answer, a solution. And I, I think even if he had offered possible solutions before matching you in that and saying like, oh man, not again, right? But just right. been like, well, have you tried this? Did yeah. you try this? It could be this. That would have been a moment of missed attunement. You might have yeah. still solved the problem. Right. But emotionally, you wouldn't have felt felt. 
Yes. He wouldn't have felt recognized. Exactly. Like he wasn't understanding where you were at. You weren't connected with him. Yeah. And so the co-regulation would have been missed. The problem would have been solved. But the co-regulation of you two coming together, feeling that together right. and joining forces. Is and there missed. was, it's so funny that you say that because there was this moment, right as I said what happened, like I was like the cable, it's something up with the cable. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I feared that he would jump into this. Well, did you try? Yeah. Like I was just like, no, that's not at all what right. I'm wanting right now. Right. Really, I'm just wanting like a shared like felt of this burden um, that this problem that we've been trying to solve for like literally like months yeah. is back. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> back. <laughs> yeah. And just like doing it. Um, and so there was this actual, like, I stopped myself from saying it while I was talking to him of like, you know, I don't want to like try to strategize right now. I, that's all I'm mm-hmm. wanting. It's just like connection over this. But he then sh- did share a new piece of information, which was not in my assessment of the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just like, we changed the adapter out. And I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, there's the, <laughs> there's yeah. the key. It could be that. <laughs> and so we tried that and it worked. It worked. And here we are. And Jamie can hear us. <laughs> Jamie can hear us now and she's smiling and it's nice. Yeah. But I, I love this example of even in that experience, the result could have been the same of the problem getting solved. But now that relational experience that you had with him versus the other one of misattunement mm-hmm. of I still got the problem solved, but I don't feel good about our connection in mm-hmm. that. That is something that is happening all the time in our relationships oh, between, you know, our partners, our children, our friends, our coworkers, where we leave an interaction that like nothing necessarily went like wrong, but it right. just didn't feel good. Right. We didn't feel seen in that or connected in that. And so bringing in attunement and really noticing like, how can I attune or, or connect with this person? Or what are those missed opportunities of attunement that I could come back and speak to? Mm-hmm. Hey, I think I missed you earlier. Yeah. Like you were showing up in that and I started throwing solutions at you and I bet that didn't feel great. Yeah. Okay, we can like speak to those moments of missed attunement just as much as we can attune. And that is just a, a, a perfect example of being recognized, yes. understanding and attuning then in that moment. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That to me is just so much of what it means to... Um, help somebody to feel uh, felt, as you said, and through the process of safe and seen. Yeah. Because then, only then, like when we take those intentional steps, sometimes they can happen just serendipitously, but often um, it takes intentional work to meet each other in this place of, oh, okay, I'm not going to jump into strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to instead just sit with you. Yeah. And help Uh, in any way that I can, if the invitation feels safe Mm -hmm. to receive. Bridger, I'm thinking of that YouTube video that you text a link to. And so I'm going to like really politely ask Jamie to add it to the show notes so that you all can join in. (laughs) But it feels so perfect at this moment. um, It's not the nail. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is just... You have to describe it. I'm going to try, but I almost don't want to ruin it. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, no, I don't know if I want to ruin this. It's a great demonstration with a lot of levity and humor um, to what is is attunement. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah. Practicing RUA and that missed attunement opportunity. Missed attunement. Yes. Dang it. I wish we could just like play it real quick and then like talk about it because I think like there's multiple perspectives in that video um, where the point is to join one person very like obviously. But to me, the second I watched that video, it's like the other perspective is so relevant too. Like if we think about Ryan, if he were to have not offered any solutions. Like mm-hmm. if I was just like, I, I'm going to share something with you and I don't want you to tell me anything. Mm-hmm. I just need you to hear my feelings. And I was then to say, I'm feeling hopeless because we can't find a solution despite our repeated efforts. Ugh. Yeah. And I just sit there and want him to get with my feeling. Mm-hmm. Even though he has in his head, it's the adapter. Yeah. <laughs> like I know it's the adapter. It's the nail. Yeah, exactly. And instead, uh, he just sits with me and then doesn't actually try to help me. Mm-hmm. I just walk away pissed right. <laughs> and sit down. And we have to record to an SD card again yes. and mess with the yeah file transfer and all that stuff. Um, but instead, he was able to share with me mm-hmm. the piece of information that because of our attunement, I was able to receive it. Yeah. Not as dismissing, but as hope-filled. Yes. So just as a selfish request, all of you listening, if you will please click that link watch the video and then write comments. Cause I just, I, need, would love I to just want to watch it with you actually, but I need to hear <laughs> your reactions, responses. Um, yeah. So please write in comments specifically to that YouTube video Yeah. in this episode. Yes. And there are chances that you've already seen it. It's an older video. Yeah, like it's a it few is. years old, um, but it's just called uh, it's not the nail and we'll have a link to it, but it's an amazing, just short, like two minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, example. Very well done. Yes. It's beautifully shot. Um, it's, it's a great video. (laughs) It is. Yes. So, um, the basic process of, uh, recognize, understand, and attune is to help somebody feel safe and seen Mm -hmm. because it's, it's from that place that soothing can be an invitational Mm -hmm. process and not a dismissive or controlling or, uh, you know, loss of one's own agency or, or autonomy. Um, cause there is that unfortunate process sometimes that, uh, in, despite our best intentions, we come across as, um, you need to be doing something that you're not doing. Yeah. Where if Ryan had just thrown out solutions, his attempt to soothe your dysregulation right. would have not Missed been me. met like, right, yeah. completely. But right. instead, because it followed you feeling safe, being seen, mm-hmm. then an, a possible solution was actually very soothing to your system. Yes, and because, and this is to get more into foreshadowing next episode, but because of our repeated kind of dance that Ryan and I have together mm-hmm. of it's not just one way that he's not the one that's always providing the solution, I'm not the one that's always yeah. providing the solution, but because we have the dance of being teammates, mm-hmm. I know that I can securely count on being mm-hmm. safe, seen, and soothed with him. Mm-hmm. And that the the security of our relationship comes from the repeated process yeah. of those those three um, ideas and that RUAC is, a, is at the bedrock yeah. of our relationship. And that they're even in the moments, because it doesn't play out perfectly. I don't want anyone to listen and say, well, I don't have that relationship. Right. <clears throat> but instead, when it's missed, when the rupture happens, when misattuned, <clears throat> Excuse me. When misattunement incur- occurs, we can come back, back and repair that. Yeah. And that that's been real in you know any relationship that is going to reach that place of being secure. Mm-hmm. There has to be those ruptures that are then repaired. 
um, to really establish it in that's a stable what, way. Yeah, that's what establishes the strength mm-hmm. of that and just how secure actually is it. Yeah. And that builds over time. It doesn't ever start that way. Yeah. Um, we have to have moments of kind of a wide range of experiences before we're able to say, no, you know what? I bet if I brought this to this person yeah. that they would meet me yeah. and actually help me to feel safe and seen. Yep. And moving into that soothed and secure. Yeah. Beautiful. It is beautiful. So okay. with that. Yeah, this feels like a good wrapping place. Um, thank you guys all for listening in. Our next episode, we'll get to kind of finish out the acronym finally, yes. which will be exciting. So check out that YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Write in, give us a comment, engage with us. We want to hear from you. Even um, if you've already seen it, yes. give your comments because yes. it's it's just a great conversation. <laughs> But also you can write in any other comments or questions. It doesn't have to be about the video. We would just love to hear from you in general. Right. um, And just be more of a part of community with you guys. So thanks for listening in and we'll talk again soon. Safe journeys, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Trauma, a psychotherapy podcast from therapists for clients about the journey of trauma recovery. While resources like this can be helpful, they should never take the place of or be used as therapy. We encourage you to find a trauma-informed therapist in your area to be your guide in this healing journey. Take a minute to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and we would appreciate it if you could leave us a review. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at beyondtraumapodcast.com. Thanks again for tuning in.